0: of Revelation, chapter 20. Now our chart, you see how we have history and prophecy intersect but just before that is the book of revelation and to that point is the book of revelation and that's what's going on up there and this is what's going on down here and uh in the opening class we talked about uh and jack uh, mentioned it a couple of times that the book is not always in chronological order so some of it is and then there's like this time out or a parentheses it's not happening at that moment. And it's, it's outside of that. And sometimes it'll, it'll go meet, you know, it gets intense in, in the, the, the Great Tribulation. I, mean, I hope you got that point. It gets, every new thing is more intense than the previous thing. And it starts off like what Yeshua said, as at the beginning, it's worse than the earth has ever seen ever. It starts like that. Then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. It gets really intense. I mean uh hope you you've been reading it right? Did you look at the at the mathematics there? There's a number of, of interesting studies I may mention along the way that I'm horribly frustrated because of all the stuff that's there to talk about, but it would take a year to two years to do it. But hopefully you can be challenged to on your own start a researching something. It's fairly easy to do. Um, especially if you get two sources. Now, I, I mentioned Arnold Frittenbaum's book, all right, on Revelation. If you're going to buy one book, this is the one to get. He addresses, if, afterwards, come up and, and, and take a look at the book. A lot of your questions that you're going to be having, he addresses. And he's honest enough to give more than one point of view on this. And uh, uh, it's, it, he addresses all the stuff. And the reasons why certain positions are more valid than others. It all boils down to your starting point and how you interpret revelation. Is it, is it all symbols? All uh, imagery? Or is there... Um, do we do it li- literally? Or a combination? And actually, for the most part, what you are seeing, it is literal. I mean, John really saw some stuff. While he he describes it as in similes, metaphors, it was as it was life because he couldn't he, he's seeing something real. It's not a it's not just a, a dreamy no no he was seeing a real thing a real event real people other creatures that he's not seen before in heaven. There's a couple that surprise you that uh, um, there's other other creatures besides like us and and what the angels you see in the movies that are in heaven. There's other beings. That he's created. It's outside of John hadn't seen those before. But back to the book. Uh, he, uh, you take the point of view. It's, it's, it's literal, as far as you can take it, and then after that, it's symbolic, and it makes the most sense that, that way. It, it, it really is. It's really a seven-year period, it's not symbolic of a time of problems. No, no. In fact, in, as you saw. As the closer we get to the end, the countdown actually begins, and even the number of days left are, are revealed, day by day, to the very end. Again, well, without excuse at that point, saying, well, we didn't, we didn't know what's going on. You need to uh, have the set by David Stern, the Jewish New Testament, but you should get the, the, Jewish, uh, the complete Jewish Bible, but you have to have this. And for Revelation. All right, um, uh, his commentary. If you put the two together, most of your questions are going to be answered. All right, and I can answer mo- most of them. Huh? In fact, let- let's do that right now. if okay, most of your questions, the answer is, I don't know. <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> if you buy these books and to read them, you will know a lot. Okay, so what we have here is uh, it, th- this great uh, tribulation the things on the earth, it, they're getting more and more and more intense. And that's brought the mathematics part. At one point, you have a, a third. And, then the, and, and the list goes on. A third of this is killed. A third of this is killed. I goes down the list. A third of this is killed. Basically, a third of life on the earth is ends. Another time, a fourth of what's left. You start doing the math. Ends. And then there's other times that you have these fractions. We'll start adding all this stuff up. And early on, 50% of the life on Earth doesn't exist anymore. This is huge. This is not an earthquake and tsunami somewhere like like we've been used to. We're talking about continents at one time are, are taken out. All right, and it's a big thing. And that's what's surprising to me. And it's going to get more surprising. Pretty soon we see the final rebellion. It, it it amazes me. So, and as these things happen, more of God is revealed that He's, He's partly the cause of it. The other part is Satan, but if you choose to follow Satan, then that's your tough luck. But people have their eyes more and more open as time goes on, where toward the end they fully understand what's happening, and they still make the choice not to follow God. With all those, I mean, the bottom line, God can honestly say, what more could I do? What more could I do? That's the bad news. The good news is, a lot of people do change and turn to follow Him. All of Israel! Well, have the eyes open and they go, Well, we've been kind of going the wrong way. And they get to together. This makes Satan really upset. Because the, the, the final fulfillment of all of God's promises, to have that, you have to have Israel. You have to have Jewish people to do that. And Satan has been trying all along to wipe them off of their identity. Any, any, any number of ways to take care of them so they won't be here at the end. But uh, the end is quite Jewish within this book, very, very Jewish. What's amazing is that some of the commentaries that are where people don't see our particular point of view—it's uh, funny how they, they approach uh, some of that. Uh, it, it, they still deny. We'll get that with the with, with a New Jerusalem and the, and the, the names and the gates and the foundations and all this stuff, and they still uh, uh, deny. Uh, the need for, for, Jewish people and the expression of its Jewishness in, in the scriptures. And the Jewishness of the Messiah. And um, so, pray for them. And when you get into discussions with them, don't, uh, argue. Be nice, be kind, be polite. But just l- l- learn how to show them the things that you know. Buy him one of these. He's, he's a scholar. Great man too. So the, uh, What's going on down here? What's going on up there? It gets intense as, it, as the intensity builds. I mean, these huge things. And uh, Jack used the word it gets gory sometimes. Yeah, it does. It just has to be a tough job, okay? But then it's like God says, okay, you can't handle any more. John is seeing all this. Okay, John, let's, let's take a break. Okay, time out. And that's where you have the, the time sequences kind of stop and things go outside of time. Meanwhile, up in heaven. Now, here's what's happening. And that's really good good stuff. It's the total opposite of what's happening here. And John gets a glimpse. It's not just what's happening in heaven at the same time before things are happening here. There's a timelessness about what he's seeing that was before and after and way after into the time in which we live that he is seeing. And it's like there's some really wonderful things ahead. The best is yet to come. And the two are totally opposite of each other. So, when we take the prophecy and the history, we bring them together, we have the book of Revelation, the end times, and the the, 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 focal point, the second coming of the Messiah, the establishment of the Messianic Kingdom, you might think, well, that's where the chart ends. That's where my new chart ends. No. It, we go, we go out here. Out to there. We're starting with, ch- with uh, chapter 20. In, in Revelation. So, we've turned there. We'll read most of it and comment on some of it. First, let me check point. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand, who laid hold of the dragon that serpent of old who is the devil and satan and bound him for a thousand years you know that hasn't happened yet this is real this is really going to happen this isn't a figure of speech where well you know the forces of darkness the forces of evil no 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 that's the real angle it's the real We don't know what kind of chain that would be but it's a real thing that takes place and satan is actually bound for the first time he has not had that experience just yet. But he will. And bound him for a thousand years. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. <laughs> I like a shut up. up. He set a seal on him. Different studies how many different kinds of seals are in the book of Revelation, right? We've seen several so far. We give the seal tomb of, of the seals are important. Different studies. Well, okay. Cast a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more. Deception is what he's been doing. So that seal or that locking up or binding the combination is so he will no longer deceive the nations. Hmm. Till the thousand years are finished. But after these things he must be released for a little while. You want to know why? So what I want to know why too. I don't know why. But he is. I wouldn't let him back out again. Actually, I think I do know. I think I do know why. That might be for the question time tonight. Um, uh, we'll see. Okay, so uh, uh, this is a good point to bring up. From this point on, there's not much left in, 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 in Revelation. Jack referred to a couple of things in um, rabbinic eschatology, how they view the end times and so on and how remarkably similar it is to what we have. It gets real similar. Not now, but as we walk through this, there's major portions of Ezekiel, of Daniel, of places in Scripture where Jewish theologians draw those things that are parallel to Revelation. This book fits right in with, with what they teach. And it's amazing. The difference is who the Messiah is. That, that's about it. But all these things line up. And David Stern and Arnold Friedman about give you all those rabbinic references. You can go and look them up yourself, okay? But but they, it all lines up. And like Jack pointed out, the, the major prophets and some of the minor prophets, they all saw the same thing. And when Isaiah saw his vision, when Daniel had several uh, visions, uh, Ezekiel, about half the book of Ezekiel is, is what John is seeing in, uh, in Revelation. And a lot of the information that, that we get John refers to what Ezekiel wrote. He said, yeah, you, you, you should know that. Ezekiel saw that and wrote about that. <clears throat> and so th- that's a good study in itself, to look up those things that the prophets prophesied about that John gets to see for himself. And it's almost like God is saying, I told you. you know, this is what I said about what happened. John gets to see it happening. But it's happening in, in the course of time. at least 2,000 years ahead of where John is. But God is outside of time. And so that's a concept you really have to understand. They go, wait, how could he see something that hasn't happened yet? Well, he's taken into the future. God can do that. God knows your future and the decisions that that you will make. But but it lines up uh, really amazingly the same, which means you can use the book of Revelation in sharing with Jewish people who read the Tanakh. If they read Ezekiel, if they read Daniel, they will see the same things. Because they line right up. But Satan is going to be released again. What? Good question for tonight. You know. And I saw thrones, small thrones. And they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. And I saw the souls, you can see souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness. Uh, to Yeshua and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lit. Now, here's the upside. Of, 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 if you got your head dropped off, okay? <laughs> uh, Why did they get their head chopped off? Pardon the word. Yeah, but what did that mean? What, what kind of a sacrifice? Yes you stood upon your convictions of this is the word of God and Yeshua is the Messiah of God and it cost you your life. And we can today say, Oh yeah, we'll be at we'll be in that group. I hope. that when it comes right down to it, if you're being tortured, threatened, or your children are being tortured before your eyes and threatened, it's not so easy to say, Oh yeah, I'll I'll make that decision. Uh, so pray for God's grace and mercy that He gives you the strength to make the right decision at the right time. Because it's not going to be an easy one. But I guess, I think what happens is that things become clearer. Things become clearer. And it's almost like, and, and you see in, in the next chapter, when certain things are named, this is God's heart on these things. And the world around us says, we're not going to do those things, and we're not going to let you do those things. It changes the game plan. You have to take a stand somewhere. And you have to decide ahead where you're going to stand, not in the emotion of the moment. I'll show you as an example. There's some stuff right off of the pages of the newspapers in in the next couple of chapters here. The wind is getting me here. Okay. Well, anyway, these people that were martyrs that stood up for their faith in Yeshua reigned with Him. There's a special place for the thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection, over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Messiah, and shall reign with him a thousand years. So there's an interesting alignment of authority and and, and um, responsibility uh, in 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 the kingdom to come of those who are martyrs. Now when the thousand years have expired. Now, we just jump a thousand years. Okay, it went worse. Satan will be released from his prison. He was in prison. Hmm. And will go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth. He was locked up so he couldn't deceive the nations. See, his main thing is the sexer. He tells not always lies, but half lies, which are half true. Half of what he says is truth. But it's, you know what? That's a lie. A half truth is a lie. It's not a truth. So his goal is to deceive the nations. Uh, as we read what God has to say in this, you'll see how it's happening before our eyes, how it's happening in our country with our legal system. All right? Uh, we, we being a, a, a America, is compromising and agreeing to things that would have never happened 50 years ago and we're, we're compromising and we're giving and so on and so forth and we're the, the nation is being the world is being deceived of what is right and wrong and it's they almost quote some of the scriptures where what they want is everyone can do what's right in their own eyes you know as long as it doesn't hurt anybody I've actually heard that as long as it doesn't hurt anybody I should be able to do whatever I want huh oh yeah, yeah. but you see uh, even within a household, the values would be different. How does that work? There is no standard that, that way. And uh, it's happening as we speak in our schools, in public schools. Well, that's a different thing. All right. Get, turn loose again. <clears throat> you see the nations. But oh, wait, 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 wait. Didn't the world learn its lessons? Okay, we've had a thousand years. Last night read the second coming. Did you see it? It was great. It was great. Okay. So the Lord comes back, who is with him? Who is on the other white horses? How many horses are there in heaven anyway? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Okay, so we all came, somebody, lots of people came with him down to the earth to rule and reign with him. There was one verse, more was there. they ruling ruling and reign with him. Okay, but when they came back to the earth, who's on the earth? Who's here?
1: <clears throat>
0: what? No, no, when he comes back here. at the, d- the day before the thousand years starts. Who's on the earth? People. Who, people. That's good. Pe- people. Pe- believers. Because believers welcome Yeshua. So we have believers. We have other people who are not believers. But there are people on the earth that were not killed in the tribulation. They survived. Alright? So they're alive when the angelic and the redeemed all come back. So now we have an interesting thing and if you're going to ask me what's this like, I will say I don't know because this never happened before where you have the mixture of those who have died and who are alive intermingling with real live people. Like today would be like if all of your family who died over the years came back and joined us. all right because the bible speaks of them as not being dead okay and so and so we have a mixture of those who died a hundred years ago and so on mixing with us what's that like i don't know it's never happened before but during that thousand years the people that are here the people okay uh what are they going to do
1: Live, Yeah,
0: and live their lives and get married and have children. In, in a thousand years, you can have a lot of people around. You repopulate the earth. What? Ah, yeah, question. Do they die during that time? Aha, good question. I, I don't know the answer to that at this point. No, no, the, the reason that there could be a question is because the influence of Satan is not among us. See we have never experienced that what is it like to have a society where there is no satanic influence there's no temptation from satan your flesh can be a problem will be a problem 30, 30, 30. Okay. stay lost like here
1: that yeah. have been what it was like there to
0: That's right The difference is Satan himself tempted Adam and Eve in that thousand years he cannot tempt anybody which makes things a little bit higher level when you if you when people choose to sin because people will are, are still gonna sin but it amazes me this is in my notes from, from later in the morning I just going fast. It amazes me that people who live at that time without the influence of Satan at all. All right, and with full knowledge, and you know, who's on the throne? Yeshua is the King. He is on the throne. Then go see him. Okay, I don't know, but but it's not like it is now. Okay, it, it's like what Paul had said. Then we'll see clearly. Now we see darkly. They saw the whole thing, and they still sin, and they still rebel. It's beyond me, why? And so, answer so our question. I'm sure some of you have those people that are alive and are here and procreated for that thousand years, they still need to be saved. What? You do. Right. Right. That's correct. You still have your flesh. Absolutely. You do strike but that's what I said. It's, I don't understand why they make the choice to sin with the knowledge that they would have that we don't have. We can't fly to Jerusalem to go visit Yeshua on the front. They had access. In fact, they better show up with a first new coat. It says that. So again, that, that, that shows you that, that the sinfulness of man can take over without the influence of Satan at all. Yes, that is. That is. Yeah, we'll, we'll read that in a minute. In fact, let, let's go ahead. I got ahead of myself. Okay, uh, verse 7. Now when the fa- thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, which are in Ezekiel, to gather them together to battle. Is another war. We're not done with that stuff yet whose numbers as the sand of the sea. So there was lots of babies born. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the believers and the beloved city. That Jerusalem of then. Not the new Jerusalem, but the Jerusalem that we have now. However, it has been remodeled then at the end of a thousand years. So it's that Jerusalem that we have today. But how it will look then, we don't know. And fire came down from God and out of heaven and devoured them. Okay, why did God send fire to devour them? See, this, this time the judgment is pretty is quick. They know better, that's why. There's no, there's no chances to repent given here because they know better. So the chances to repent have to do with okay, figure this out. Uh, look at this. Somebody witnessed to something, but these people knew better. No chances given. Um, so huh yes yes god, god is, pu- is purifying and <laughs> it was john the apostle who wanted to call fire down from heaven of people that rejected yeshua now he gets to see when he wanted which is not what god had in mind for back then when john was younger okay the devil fire came out from heaven and devoured them the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night, forever and ever. That's, I believe that's literal. But they're not That is not a mystical symbol of evil. I think there's a real place. There's a real hell. <clears throat> it tells us, at this point, some of who will be there. There are more going to be there. Then I saw a great white throne. And he who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. There was no place found for them. And then I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to their works. And death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, along the devil. This is the second death. And, it's a big verse. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, these are the, that's an example of the ones that sinned during the thousand year reign. Alright, so they're being judged at that point. And, you'll see that as we read on, some make better choices than others, the white choices and the wrong choices, but, but nonetheless they end up They okay, you might say, well wait a minute, I don't believe God is that harsh. I see God's grace and mercy and love and forgiveness, and all of a sudden this is a whole different page here of what God's like, how can this be the same God? How can it be? How could, how could God send them to such a place, how can that be? yeah okay bottom line is this god god uh did not make them go there well he did the end they chose that path they are reaping what they have sown. okay it's not god's fault they made those decisions their free will made the decisions to follow satan in full knowledge of who he is full knowledge of who yeshua is we don't have that knowledge they, with, with way more knowledge than we have, they made those choices. They sealed their due. I think what we have here is that God is simply confirming that really bad choice. And and they would have, they, I, I believe that, that they would have known. Okay, now, chapter 21. And that what the title of what today is all about. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more seed. Then I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared. Okay, it's prepared. There's a preparation that God did as a bride adorned for her husband. Notice it's as a bride in, in appearance. Uh... And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them; they shall be His people. God Himself will be with them and be their God." You see these two quote words in that? Dwell, the tabernacle. Yeah, two quote words in this. Interesting, huh? Okay, that that's a big thing that. The the Gospel of John starts like that. The word dwell, tabernacle with us, starts when Yeshua came the first time. It happens big time the second time. Because it's it's in His full glory, He dwells with us, among us. His presence is with us. That's the picture that's given. Before we got the the glimpse, now we get the whole story. Verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There should be no more pain. are oh, you just speaking to anybody today here? Huh? Mm. No more pain, for the former things have passed away. Okay, because Satan and sin and evil is now locked up, no longer can influence, the whole thing changes. Everything changes. What's that like? I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. Years ago, <clears throat> I was given an assignment for the Messiah Conference to do a class, and the title of the class was "What will life be like in the Millennium?" And I, what so I said, I, I was thinking, I would say it would be really, really good. Okay. Any questions? Okay, here. I told them I'm not teaching that class because we have we don't there's so much we don't know about that, except we do know this. That Satan is locked up. His follower, the demons are locked up. His followers are locked up. The people who chose to follow him are locked up, and none of them can influence who's here. And Yeshua is is fully revealed, and he's ruling and reigning, and he's in charge. And we don't know what that's like. Except it sounds really good. But that is parallel to Jewish theology on the Messianic age, the Messianic kingdom, very parallel. So where do they get that stuff? Well, Ezekiel, half of Ezekiel is about this this stuff. Well, the new heaven and the new earth. And there's, okay, there's more. (laughs) Yes. Then he who sat on the throne said, this is an important statement, behold, I make all things new. What's that going to be like? I don't know. We have never seen that. But it's going to be really good. And he said to me write for these words are true and faithful and he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end i will give the fountain of the water of life freely to those who to him who thirst. he who overcomes shall inherit all things i will be his god and he shall be my son that's the only place in the bible we are that word son is used of us in in that in that context like like that a relationship change. All right? We are children of God. We're all the other things, but but a, a much more personal term is now used being in his presence and, and the people having made the right choice. Again, all these things that have word studies in these books that go deep in these and show you other references that are really, really kind of fun. Okay. I didn't bother anyway. Sorry. Oh, oh. we someone now. But, the cowardly, unbelieving that answers your question, and during the millennium were the be unbelievers, yep. The abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Wow. Huh? Yes. Yeah. What? They will be in the lake of fire with Satan. Yes, that have made that choice. Who do those very same sins that are happening today? They make the same choices, but with full knowledge that we we did not have, that Adam and Eve did not have. Okay, and that and that that's amazing. Uh, the hang on. Um. A little later, I'll I'll pull out a comment on on a word study, Uh, but not now. Okay, going on. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues, those are the bad ones, the worst ones, came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, (laughs) I'm not sure I want to go with him. What he had was not good. I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Ooh, very intimate terms. He carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. This is not the one we go and visit. This is, this is in heaven. A question might be, is it in heaven right now? The theologians say, yes, it is. And it moves from there, and it descends to here. John sees this for the first time. It's a city. The boys in the city. <clears throat> Descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God. Now that, okay, look at the description. It has the glory of God. That's his brightness. Her light was like a most precious stone. Like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And she had a great and high wall with 12 gates. And twelve angels at the gates. What's the angels right there? Twelve angels, the names written, and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Okay, how many gates? Twelve. Twelve gates. And each gate over it has a name of one of the twelve tribes of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The the, the list in Revelation is given. Jiprima and Manasseh don't exist in that form. They exist as Joseph, which was their father. Now, the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Well, wait a minute. Let's talk about this briefly. Um... For those people who don't know anything about who we are, who study the book of Revelation and prophecy and so on, when they get to this part, is there something Jewish appearing about the New Jerusalem? See, the New Jerusalem is like the headquarters, the capital city of eternity. Is there something Jewish about that? Wait a minute, the names that are inscribed, there's how many names inscribed?
1: 24.
0: Did we see that anywhere else? Twenty-four something. Elders. Oh, that's twenty-four. Important. Okay. Uh, twenty-four names inscribed over over the foundations of the gates. Uh, how long will those names be there? Eternity. Oh. Oh. They must be pretty important. If God inscribes a name over a gate for all eternity, that must be something very important. When you enter the gate, you see the name. When you walk past the cornerstones, you see the names. They're all Jewish names. Isn't that interesting? A constant reminder of the Jewish roots of our faith. And, and the colony of Israel. The twelve tribes, the twelve apostles, all Jews. And, uh, pretty amazing. I mean, it's like, uh, this is, replacement theology does not know what to do with this. Okay, it doesn't fit into that theology. And to do this at the at the very end, you have to have Israel. You have to have Israel. In fact, uh, I'll come back to read a quote and turn in a second. But I want to look at more of the uh, description and give you a summary of it. Verse 12. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city and its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth, and and he measured the city with a reed, 12,000 furlong. just length, breadth, and height, wait a minute, that's, that's not, that's not, what, yeah, 15, 16, okay, length, breadth, and height, oh, when, when you measure the park, what do what we measure, when you measure by five acres, what do I measure? Two-dimensional. Yeah. Two of those. This has a third dimension. You see that? You see that? It's a cube. It's not flat. It's a cube. It's a cube. It's better. And the length, breadth, and height are equal. So Math did it again, and he measured its wall 140 cubits, according to the measure of a man that is, I'm an angel. Well, that's a little, there's a debate on that, but the construction of its walls was of jasper. city was pure gold like clear glass. And it goes on to describe the city in terms of precious stones and what they look like. So, we'll summarize this. It is fun if you go, go, well, I'll do this right now. First of all, the size. There's only debate on the wall. The wall is between two and four hundred feet somewhere in there okay big wall but there's no debate on the size of the cube it's 1500 miles by 1500 miles by 1500 miles think about that that's from here to the mississippi river square and then cube that is big that is big that is big. um uh, it's huge Uh, her question was, or uh, stated, does that take the place of the earth? No, it doesn't take the place of the earth. That, that is our home. Okay? We, we can leave there and go to the earth and leave there and go to heaven, but, but the believers of all time, that's their abode. Which it, and uh, it's very interesting that uh, when Yeshua said, I go to prepare a place for you, it's somewhere in this big place. Is your future abode? So, uh, Arnold here has done his research and listed what this looks like, all right, and the colors. You have green, blue, uh, different shades of green, red and white, fiery red, golden and yellow, aqua green, greenish yellow, gold and green, violet, purple, and so on and so forth. And the outside, the scholars seem to think uh appears to be a diamond world's largest diamond ever known is on the outside when it says gold uh like clear glass it's transparent gold and again the the, the we could be here all day but the light that shines from within is transparent it's the glory of god is seen from the outside coming out and the uh, and the but the commentaries uh, the commentators say okay the bottom line it's the most beautiful thing anybody's ever seen. The, the the colors and how they blend and the brightness of his glory that's seen because it's transparent. And, and the light of everything is him. He is, he is the light. And uh, uh, God is into beauty. He's in he's into colors. And, and, and meaning of colors and so on. And uh, to look at this, it's not just, oh, that's nice. No, no, this is phenomenally beautiful. He's in creativity uh, and an art so these books do a lot on those and they, they have some fun with it so it's a beautiful beautiful place <clears throat> the one that he's preparing for you but there's some stuff not there um, oh has a whole list of things that are not there that you might think are oh, that's not going to tell you right now though there's no temple in it For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of a sun, for the moon to shine on it, before the glory of God illuminates it. The Lamb is its light. Wow, when Yeshua saw him the light of the world, didn't we know about this part, did we? He's a big light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates, the ones we just talked about, shall not be shut at all, by day or by night. And by the way, there is no night. And there shall no means, uh, by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So that's the Yom Kippur statement. We emphasize the widening of the names in the books and so on. Uh, you know what? This is exclusive entrance. This is not open to all. You know, it's no longer come unto me all you who labor no, no. Only now it's you know now it's the redeemed. Only the redeemed can come in. And the sheep and the goats have been separated, the wheat and chars have been separated, and it's not like anybody who wants to can come, not anymore. That's now and we make the choice of which 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 place we end up. And as you can see, it's easy to see which one is the the place, isn't it? It's 20, chapter 22. He showed me a river, a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne, and God and of the Lamb. By the way, the picture that Jack was showing with us about you know, the interchanging of the words on God the Father and Yeshua and the throne and who's on the throne and so on. And these two commentators... We'll go, go deeper in, in, into the root meanings of the words, and it's like they're both sitting together on the throne is the best picture we can with. It's not one or the other, but they're t- together in a unity and a oneness that is only existing in them. We can't compare that to anything else that we know, but they're both there together as one. Echa. And if you get that figured out in mean, great detail, you'll write a book and make a million dollars. They will all buy. You, you, you can get the picture. Right. Verse 2 In the middle of a street, and on either side of the river, was the tree of life. Oh, really? Did we see that ever before? The tree of life? Was that anywhere? Remember yesterday? Was that yesterday? We're showing you about 15 parallels between Genesis and Revelation. The beginning and the end. Uh, Was we'll there a tree of life in the garden? Oh, it comes back. It comes back. Okay. What is it? I don't know. But it's okay to eat it now, I think. In fact, you're... And that meant, maybe, that's a good point. Maybe it never left. That could be. Look at the, look at the tree, what it does. It, the tree bore 12 fruits each each uh, yielding its fruit every month the commentators feel that each month you get a, a different fruit so um, the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations okay there shall be no more curse that was our list of in in Genesis we have the curse in Revelation the curse is removed no more curse but the throne of God and of the lamb see how those combined together into one throne shall be in it and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads there shall be no night there see we have night in the, in the creation account in Genesis but not here the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever so well, wait a minute. I thought the Bible says and Jack said that uh, no one can, can see God's face unless they die. Things change then. This is a whole different order of things that we've never experienced. It, it sure looks like you will you will see his face. You can't do that now. But it looks like then the order of things changes. And some of the things that are impossible now take place. We're going to touch, touch upon that at the question time. All right. That's already been a question submitted. Let's <laughs> talk about The reason I answer, that, that, that's one I can say I, I might know. Okay? But if you read these books, you would know. Okay? They're in there. I'm serious. These are tremendous books, they answer most, most of your questions. <clears throat> Verse 6. And then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the Holy Prophet sent his angel to show his servant the things which must shortly take place. Ah, that's how we started this book, isn't it? Those terms. And then Yeshua speaks. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Then I, John, saw and heard these things. When I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. He did that once before. Then... He said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. Woe, the angels of God declare this is God's word, and they do the word of God. So he was saying, You know, I'm, I'm a creature like you, I've been created, I'm, I'm your fellow servant. Isn't it interesting that at that point in time, our fellow servants can be angels? Right now, it's hard to understand that. How does that work? It seems to work there. But we're not angels. When you die, you're not going to be an angel. Okay, verse 10. He said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Now, why would it have to say such a thing? Do you remember just yesterday, the day before? We said that these are parallel instances of what Isaiah saw, Ezekiel saw, what Daniel saw, and so on. Daniel is remarkably similar. But the angel that showed Daniel said, seal up the words of this prophecy until the end. This Now they're saying, don't seal it up. So what happens is, again, another point of convergence. The the prophecies that were given to Daniel, and by the way, those are for the Jewish people. That was a Jewish prophet, those were for the Jewish people, are revealed when the two come together, and it's the book of Revelation. So it's no longer sealed. What Daniel thought is the same thing. And now it's not sealed. It's to be read, understood, and obeyed. So we study. Verse 11, He who is unjust, let him be unjust, still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy, still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous, still. Uh, uh, he who is holy, let him be holy, still. Do you want to know what that means? I don't know. We'll look it up. Verse uh, 12, And behold, Yeshua speaking, I am coming quickly. My reward is with me to give to everyone according to his word. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Once again. as Jack pointed out these statements of Yeshua but you go to Isaiah 40 uh, I think it's 40 there, there's several in Isaiah God the Father says that now Yeshua is saying that of himself and, and and it's like each each is making the same statement be the same be the same the same and so just that helps you in sharing with people who don't believe in Yeshua's deity such as Mormons. If they believe he's a Savior, but he's not God. But they don't know these verses. And you could start walking through with Isaiah and say, I am the Alpha the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first oh that's God. Really? Then you in Revelation it's Yeshua, he says, He's that. Well that was Yeshua. They go, Well they didn't know that. See, they don't know that. So gently, kindly, lovingly show them that and let the Holy Spirit do his work. <clears throat> Verse 14, blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the cities. But, here's a hard verse. Outside are gods and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices the lies. Wow. Okay, here's an example. And the other verse I was talking about where I said I didn't know are things that are not in the chronological order. Then he's, he's as he ends this book, John is sending this to seven congregations. And he's, he's emphasizing again the sins that are going on in those congregations and in that part of the world that separate us from God. And, and the world we live in now is not the one that, that we're gonna have there. And he's simply reminding them that uh, Yeshua is saying, this is wrong, this is sin, and this will keep you out of my kingdom. And the actual wording is stronger than what we have here uh, uh, in my Bible. Uh, I'll look it up, uh, and tonight I'll, I'll bring up a, a couple of those words, how strong they're, they're really stated. Verse 16. I, Yeshua, have sent my angel to testify to you these things to the congregations. I am the root and the offspring of David. Is that Jewish, Something? Is that something Jewish? The bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say, "Come!" That him who hears, say, "Come!" That him who thirsts, come. Uh, uh, by the way, this is a this is a musical structure again. There's several things in Revelation that have musical structure to how things are worded, and it's the opinion of some that in the early uh, uh, when these churches got this part of helping them to memorize the book, because you didn't have your own copy. Was to put some of this to, uh, uh, to music. Music helps you memorize Scripture. So they, We can't prove it, but it's the same structure. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Boy, is studying the word living water through Scripture is a good study, but here you have it again. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anybody adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. But anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy God shall take away his part from the book of life from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book Wow does that mean the book of Revelation or the whole Bible because people are going to ask is that is it does that stated anywhere else in Scripture Okay, it is stated somewhere else in Scripture, and we'll talk about it tonight. We'll show sure you where. Okay, here's a case where you you have the actual meanings means the Book of Revelation, but the application is all of God's Word. You don't add to God's Word. The other verse is full there, or take away. You see, some people say, "Well, we're going to study the Bible, but not Revelation." Well, no, you have to study the whole thing. Well, we're just going to study part of it. Well, what do you say this part? Or that? No. It's cover to cover. Genesis to Revelation is the authoritative inspired Word of God that is to be studied. God gave all of it to us to get, give us a complete picture of his Revelation, not just the parts that we like. And some of the parts are hard and difficult. We have to study and research like Revelation. Verse twenty, he who testifies to these things says, "Surely I am coming quickly." All right, it's been two thousand years. We gave you the answer. What does that phrase mean? Forms of it appear several times in Revelation. I'm coming. It's been two thousand years. That's not so quick. What does that
1: mean?
0: (laughs) Be (laughs) ready, That's good. The time is short. It's been two thousand years. He's short, huh? Oh
1: something for that.
0: passengers where they were we're in real trouble. Oh, did you forget?
1: Okay,
0: Jack? You're teaching. What did you say?
1: Yeah, give give us the whole thing.
0: There, keep this way, keep a short, a short of days, We had to read Matthew 24 and 25. Remember that? I was the only essay. Okay, In, that is Yeshua's teaching on the Great Tribulation and the signs of the Second Coming the signs he listed, every one of them has happened. And a few have been as recent as my own lifetime. But there's nothing else left to happen. What that means is once, in other words, you're not gonna gonna hear the announcement, I'm coming in a month, or three months. No, he will appear suddenly. And that's the next thing on God's calendar. And, And there is no more warnings, or watch for this or watch for that. Those things to watch for have all happened, accept his appearance. They all happen. But that's, well yeah, but that's, yeah. If you choose not to accept them, um, and you'll, you, 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 you do better in the tribulation if you do accept them. She pointed out that we have at least seven more years, right? No, we don't. We have at least 1,007 more years. The millennium, okay, okay. Or, or not at all, yeah, no no she's right uh, we said yesterday that a part of the purpose of the tribulation was to bring people especially Israel to repentance but right? with some with with some pressure so that's part of that is God's grace okay because we, we saw that as they get closer more and more is revealed until full truth is revealed and they're still given a choice to make up but with full truth that's God's grace so yeah that's right good point thank you But isn't it better to know him now and have fun with us like this? Surely I'm coming quickly. Amen. And then John adds, Even so come, Lord Yeshua. The grace of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach be with you all. Amen. Amen. Now, the structure of those last two verses, Okay, the, the actual structure, is the same structure as the liturgy at the time of John in the synagogues. With the, the amen response. Remember at the beginning the book was to be read in the seven congregations? Well, some theorize it was, partially at least were read as a part of the liturgy in the Messianic congregations. And this might have been the favorite part. He's coming soon. And the congregation would respond. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It goes all through the book. It's, it's future, now, future, now, future. Sometimes, paint the picture, and the picture being painted is what. That's it. Be ready. That's the picture being painted. Not it's not when, I'm, when, it's not how. It's be ready, because some of you are going to be surprised
1: on how and when all that kind
0: of stuff. So, all right uh run right as you can see a lot a lot more to look at there's so many little sub studies you, you can do these two books will answer probably 90 percent of your questions if you buy these but I, I would say that they're, they're essential to have because they refer you to other sources as well so let's uh stand and close prayer there's good news Stay ahead He's coming and he's gonna fix everything. Do
1: you have in his presence this
0: story? Well, I thank you that you revealed to John this phenomenal picture of the future and of how orderly things are in heaven and how they will be on the earth. And how you you, you have a plan. It's not just you react, you have a specific plan. You are the cause of so many things. And Lord, part of that, you, you prompt events to happen that would bring us to repentance. You prompt things to happen in our lives that would turn our eyes and our faith and our hearts toward you. Because your ultimate will is that your creatures, all that you've made would come into a relationship with you voluntarily because they want to. So I pray that uh, as we continue to study this book and, 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 and prophetic events, that we'll see how you've given us ample warning that we need there's no excuse not to be ready that we need to look at ourselves and take a look within and what the theme of these fall holidays have been take a look at yourself get right with god make sure you're ready and as she said because i'm coming at a time that you think not just when we think we have the charts all right it's not quite the same lord may we continue to take a look for if we uh, please i pray show us any shortcomings are false and sin in our lives that we might confess them before you and be clean and be right. And I thank you that the end result of this phenomenal persecution, these horrible things that take place, that you establish an eternal kingdom where you are king of kings and lord of lords. And I thank you that John saw pictures of, of us in the future bowing down at your throne and worshiping you. Uh, from every tribe and kindred and language and tongue known to mankind. Great commission work. Thank you, Lord, that the end result uh, is the fulfillment of all of your promises. May we um, be received by you with those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. May we be your servants. In name. Amen.